I'm at my grandma's house and uh, it's there, it gets no light and so it's quite cool inside of oh. here. But it's dark. Nice. And his grandma's a mole. <laughs> it's ah. true. Can't you tell? Pointed to her earphones, which is ironic <laughs> because moles don't have ears. No, not my they earphones. Don't? I just was saying, don't I look like a mole? Can't you tell that my grandmother oh. must have been a mole? No, Whatever. you don't look like I, a mole. I, I well, thank you. I mean, it was a joke. I haven't oh. seen that many in my life. The mole I'm sisters? I've seen that. Yeah. I'm also thinking of <laughs> but... naked mole rats. When I so wait, you think mole. you look like a naked mole rat? No. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> okay, I got a great song to sing. Okay. A little bit untraditional. Are we gonna have to do that for every movie made by Twentieth Century Fox? That... No, we won't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, oh do they not exist? They got bought by Disney. But they're still gonna make oh. stuff under the name Twentieth Century Fox, I think. But it's just gonna be called Twentieth Century Films. Really? Which is stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they kept the one part that didn't make sense. <laughs> well, they are films. They got that. Mm-hmm. Wait. They are in a century. My grandma's phone is ringing, and I have to let it ring until message so that she can get the voice message. So let's not do anything too exciting, because Adam <laughs> will have to edit out my audio. Uh, can I say something about 20th Century Fox then, real quick? Yes. You can okay. now, actually. It's done. Oh, okay. Well, well, we wouldn't hear your phone on his recording. But you can do it anyways. <laughs> okay, whatever. Let's just pretend. Okay, well, here's what I was going to say. Um, I was on board right away in this movie because it after it said 20th Century Fox, it said 26th Century Fox. Because this <laughs> movie is set the in the 26th Crazy. century. And I love when the movie messes with the logo. That's my favorite thing. Can, can I just say, I'm looking back through the notes that I took while watching this movie, and they make no sense. I'm appropriate. I'm so confused. I think that Robert Rodriguez did Mm -hmm. the same thing. He was like, I looked over the notes I took when coming up with this movie. They make no sense. (laughs) I have so. I wrote. I have so many. I wrote. Oh yes, (laughs) Kokomo. For some reason, (laughs) that comes right after my uh, note that says femicide. I don't I understand a, what was happening in my brain. I have a lot of notes that make very clear, coherent sense. and that. Wait, we should say who we are and what this podcast is. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I guess we should. My least favorite part of the podcast is telling Introducing yourself? Who, yeah. Well, maybe Why? you could get your grandma's phone to ring in that time. <laughs> Just call her. Uh, well, we're a podcast called Is It Whack? We talk about movies and debate their whackness. Whack not meaning good or bad, but whatever it means to us on that day. Um, 
we're in the midst of a mini-series called WAC 2K slash WAC to the Future. It's got two names, because why not? More names, the merrier. We're talking about movies. Because Adam liked his name idea so much, he refused to not have it be part of the name. (laughs) They're great names. They're they're, they're both great names. They're equally great names. Um, Anyway, this mini-series, we're talking about movies that are about the future, about movies that are about the future. So far, we've discussed uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. We discussed Whackland, Southland, Whack. What did you call it, Seb? In the title of the South Whackland Tales. Yeah, good Ooh. title. Southland. An Tales. episode that we have confirmation one person listened to <laughs> all the way to the end. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. None of our Yeah, none of you three. <laughs> I physically <laughs> couldn't. I had to leave. <laughs> Well, I, apparently, apparently in that podcast you made it seem like I had watched the movie then stopped, which is misinformed because I have watched none of that movie. I just saw the runtime and then turned the movie off. No, we said that. We said that. Okay. I started yeah. watching the Listen movie the and stopped. Yeah. yeah, we meant. We also mentioned that. <laughs> um, and I'm funky. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Adam, I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Hannah. Hey. Just going to throw that in there. And we have two ghosts. Who's going, who's going next? Rock, paper, scissors, score? Thought... Who goes next? Okay. Okay, we're seeing a rock, paper. Okay, we, I, you're both out. So I'm rock, Nara did scissors. Can... Did you do scissors? No, that, was, scissors. that could have been anything. You ran out of frame. You had us out of frame. It was scissors. I'm telling the truth. I just said I lost. Anyway, Nara this lost. This is such I'm a Nara. funny gag for the listeners. <laughs> Nara lost, and, I am, and I'm Nara. I am Seb, but you can call me Seb Battle Angel. Oh! <laughs> I won't. I will never. No That's does. what we watched. On um, the last episode, South Whack Land Tales, after all of you had left, after you were <laughs> gone, <laughs> departed... <laughs> I didn't even when you show left up. Seven Eye, yeah, that's true. <laughs> when you left poor Seven Eye alone, we started talking a little bit about Alita Battle Angel very briefly. What? Yeah, that <laughs> is true. And so I was deciding what movie should I talk about for this series? What movie should I bring in? And it only seemed right to bring in Alita Battle Angel. Now, before we do, we have a piece of unfinished business. Oh, do oh, we boy. ever? We have a, a piece of unfinished business because a fan fiction by one of our thousands of fans, I, I left anonymously, <laughs> was, was sent to me directly for some reason. And uh, it's about our last series, uh, The Whack Pack, which was a movies about assembling a team. And it was a fan fiction crossover between all of the characters that we assemble from that miniseries. And I would like us to read it today. Long awaited. Is that what you sent in? No, that could be anything. But yes, please (laughs) open that file. Don't read it yet. Wait, this says written by Seb Dector. No, it doesn't. It says written by (laughs) name of first writer. Yeah, whoever sent this in was obviously some sort of idiot forgot to fill out the title page. Address, phone number. Great. Based okay. on oh, they left their anyway. address phone number. I love that. We should send a nice message to that address phone number. Say thank you. <laughs> um, okay, well, I need to uh, cast this. Okay. 
Uh, okay, Adam. I will read the uh, action description. Okay. Uh, uh, Nara, do you want to play Han? Is this because I'm Asian? Fine. Okay, Nara, you want to play Sleepy the Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me get my cowboy hat and then I'll be ready. I'll be ready in a second. One minute. Okay. I got Nara's playing up. Sleepy the Cowboy to avoid being racially typecast. Uh, Funky, would you like to play Han? Sure. Is that because Funky is really cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Adam, <laughs> Adam, do you want to play the vegan slut? Well, that one makes sense. That's obvious. Yeah, that's... <laughs> no complaints. And Hannah, do you want to play Rufus, Millsap, and Isla Fisher? <laughs> oh, <tag>? wow. <laughs> Is that because Hannah's Isla really Fisher? good at acting? Yeah, method acting. Is that Hannah, because I have that? red hair, and <laughs> I'm an <laughs> old man, and... and... you're a time lord, and you run a marching band. Correct. God, uh, okay. So... Do we want to explain all the characters that we have before no. we start reading? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Shutting that down, Seth. This person's art speaks for itself, whoever they are. All right. This is a team up between all the characters from all the films. Interior, Cash, Day, Sleepy the Cowboy, <laughs> Cool Guy. Interior, Cash. Le- Interior cash. Sleepy the cowboy. We don't want to tell people who these people are. (laughs) (laughs) We're so good at reading. Speaks for itself. Okay. All their character. You don't have to have seen the previous films. Okay. Wow. Sleepy the cowboy. Cool guy. Leans against a pillar. Coolly. Pulls his hat (laughs) over his eyes and goes to sleep well meaning. Silently and effortlessly, a car Tokyo drifts 360 degrees around him. Wow. It's silent but sleepy notice because he is cool and he is cowboy. <laughs> Han steps out of his car. He slips a chip into his mouth. I'm okay. look. I'm sorry. I don't know who Han is, so I'm getting my backstory. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Here for the job. Sleep. Sleepy grunts affirmatively as he just did. Han leans against his car. He is cool and he is Han. Any idea what it is? Sleepy grunts negatively. They are both the strong silent type and thus have nothing more to say. Han eats his chips. Sleepy is already fully asleep. The vegan slut, vegan, enters. She is slut and she is vegan. I couldn't help but notice that your car is very fuel inefficient and also you are very hot. (laughs) Any idea what this job is? I can think of a couple jobs I'd like to do. And you know what I'm saying? I am very... You a lot of improv there. I'm very <laughs> uncomfortable. You are in high school, and I worry that anything oh, I say yeah. will be manipulated into a crass innuendo. The weekend select goes quiet. I don't mind if you snuck in my endo. I wouldn't mind if you snuck in my endo. You know what I'm saying? Folks. It's in my window. In my window. Oh, Folks. window. Like a window. <laughs> yeah, it's a pun. It's wordplay. If you snuck through my window. Oh. Rufus enters. Whoever else forgot to write that. I said folks. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I said that in the wrong order. Rufus enters. He is future. He is carbon. Folks. <laughs> I am... I am... I am so happy all of you could make it. We have a lot of work to do. What kind of work exactly? Hmm. 
sleeping grounds inquisitively. Yeah, I don't think we have compatible skill sets. Is that a high school marching band? It is. Mr. Millsap steps forward. <laughs> Mr. Millsap. Uh, I'm missing a permission form from a vegan slut. <laughs> folks, folks, this is being a different character, so. <laughs> That's Rufus talking now. <laughs> folks, folks, all will become clear very soon. Or more accurately, all will become clear in time. Yes. Uh, Isla Fisher from Tag is sitting on a chair in the middle of the room. Hannah is acting today. I am also here. (laughs) The end. Well, thank you. It leaves a lot to the imagination at the end. I'm so happy we spent like 10 minutes doing that. (laughs) <laughs> Never read this forgot about Iowa Fisher at the end. Yeah, well. Potentially. This, wow, what do you think the job is? I think that Impossible the person who wrote it gave up on the idea of thinking of something they could all do together. Yeah, I like how we were all like, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. And then no one figured it out. In time, time, time travel. In Time. Yeah, it would have been a lot more effective if we had done this before the first episodes of the new series. Mm. Mm. Uh, we were thinking about that, except that all the co-hosts were missing. No, <laughs> because the first episode of the series was the second Bill and Ted movie. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I That's, forgot to. I mean, this true. person forgot to send in the fan fiction. Ah. Until I have, now. I just have one question. Not that you wrote it, Seb, but you might have an answer. Maybe you ask the person. What does it mean yeah. in interior cash? They're inside cash? Uh-huh. What, is, what is... How can you be in cash? The movie's going to make so much money. It's basically uh, like they're living in cash. They're wow. in a cash register. Wow. Money. Let's never speak of this again. Alita battling. <laughs> <laughs> Alita... Alita, 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 Alita. Can I say the first note I wrote down? Where? I was like, I think I wrote the most notes during the movie that I have at a, in all of the Is It Whack episodes. Normally, oh, yeah. I, like, I watch and then I, I take them down after. But yeah, number one, I don't like how she's animated. It's creepy. <laughs> and her eyes are ginormous, I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but later on, I have a note and it says, you know what? She's not that bad. I kind of like. It. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like it, it it's fine. When I see everything else and like the rest of the stuff they built in the world, I was like, okay. You get the pass with the giant eyes. My first note, Kokomo. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> Just rip Kokomo. <laughs> Why does everyone hate the eyes so much? Everyone always talks about how the eyes are bad. Yeah. I like the eyes. I'll it's go be- out. I'll that's go because out. you think she's hot. I don't like I the don't. eyes. They, I, they, I they don't. Are, like, I just think they look fine. She simultaneously looks like a <laughs> child and like very old to me. And I'm like, I can't. Well, she just... plays a child and then plays an older person. In two parts of it, right? Yeah, that was Her really body. weird. It's like she was older what? than we thought. And it's like, well, I don't understand... How young was she before? How old is she now? Because at one of these moments, her relationship with that boy might have been inappropriate. And it will not but be a... Wait st- a second. 
She's older than they thought in that she's like 300. Yeah, she's like hundreds like of years old. No, but they'd right? already established <laughs> but she's like a that teenager, she was right? No, they'd already established she was 300, but when he puts the new body on her, they're like I think the joke is that she's more developed because suddenly she has robot boobs, which as I pointed out to Seb when we watched this movie together, are unnecessary as a design oh. feature except to make nerds like drop their sodas or something. My third know. note so half-hearted. Okay. My, my third note was why they got to put boob on her cuz I'm like if she is fighting in a yeah. war that just seems impractical. I'm like wouldn't you want like optimum war fighting bod? Yeah, and it's not like male robots have boobs, so it's like not like they're storing anything extra in there. They're not going to lactate. There's literally no purpose except sexiness. And if she's supposed to be a teenager, that's gross. Yeah. I I <laughs> okay, I so was going to save all these thoughts the for after, the but since they're already talking about, like, the physical body and such, I, I, I think it's fascinating. And I think it's also fascinating that so much of the conversation of this film is about her, like, aesthetic. Because I actually think that the film largely is about, like, it's it's offering this, like, post-physical ability slash post, like, physical disability world where, like, the power of the mind and the essence of our mind and our soul are more valuable than like the qualities of our physical self and like being defined simply by the qualities of our physical self. Um, and you know, I think in real life, in a modern world, that's perhaps like a naive thought There perhaps is even like a danger in the idea of disregarding physical selves in favor of like only the essence of your mind. But I think that that's very much what this movie is about in, in my opinion, which is very like Wachowski-esque, which is probably why I like it so much. It's a lot like Cloud Atlas or Sense8. Yeah. But it's also about her being strong enough to punch all the robots together, like, all the time. Yeah, but, no, but as soon as she gets her, like, quote-unquote warrior body, it's, like, made very clear that that body was built for war, but it's not about, like, what it was built for. It's, like, what you choose to do with what it is. It's, like, what about, it's, like, what you choose to use your physical being for. Right, but that body still looks like an able-bodied human's body, except that it's made out of machines, and it's still sexy for some reason. Yeah, because yeah, they, like, said... This is my note from that moment, when they said, oh, she's transforming her body into her subconscious image of herself, and I said, subconscious image be, like, skinny. Yeah, so skinny. <laughs> Literally so, like... I just and did a snapping just, motion. It's just strange, because the eyes don't... Like, and I know that the other, like, robots from her planet also have eyes like that, but it's just, it's just strange that, like, they have no, they never one ever explains it, like, oh, these help you do, like, more or something, or, like... Oh, like, the big eyes aspect of it? Well, it's just kind of, like, if, if they're designed to look like humans, like, I'm just so... I guess I understand from an aesthetic standpoint they wanted to make her look more like a manga character or something, but also it's like you didn't do that to anybody else. I just, I guess I find it strange because the way they made her look is also exactly like in line with like the face tune trends and like literally looks like how all the models are trying to make their faces look. All the like Instagram girls are trying to make their faces look and so as someone who's like subjected to that imagery all the time, I'm like annoyed by it. But like I, 
you know. I I can see that. I didn't feel like she was like hypersexualized personally at any point, even when she turns into like the warrior body. And I also feel like various characters throughout the film, like their bodies are built, rebuilt, torn apart in all these different ways, but it's like their being, their like uh, emotional self that remains constant. And it's kind of like, it's it's not so much about uh, the form that they take. It's about like what they morally are aligned with. No, and I get that, but I'm just saying like, it's hard. I just feel like that like and I like that reading of the film and I like that sentiment I just don't think that it goes aligned with like some of the choices like I would say from a just like a design standpoint were obviously made to make her more attractive like even if that's not what the filmmaker or the storyteller's like idea was like somebody in that decision making process was like yes all these things but also like Alita needs to be hot like she has to be skinny and have like nice boobs and then also like eyes that aren't too big that it's freaky but that it's like kind of hot and like I'm not that's not necessarily a bad thing they do that in all sorts of movies I just think it's interesting if the story is about like overcoming the physical form why does she have such like a perfect physical form Mm -hmm. can I defend the eyes real quick yeah I could see that I guess I just, I don't know if every, like, design decision needs to be justified within, like, the logic of the movie, if it's, like, for a stylistic No, I purpose. get that. And I think it's an interesting experiment. And I also think it's the best that technology has looked, like, so far. Like, the movie I kept thinking about was Tintin, where in Tintin or they Tintin. do a similar thing. Tintin. Where they, they try and alter people's faces to make them look more cartoony. And it looks... Uh, like looks fine in some characters, but on Tintin himself, it looks I think really gross and strange. And it was cool, at least for me, to see. Uh, I think the technology get there where she looked kind of like a live action cartoon. In an yeah, I know. It's just okay. I guess I just have personal beefs with it. Well, it's no, everything like, you said no, makes sense. I can, I, just, I can like, see. Yeah, I can see that point. I just didn't feel personally like it was like, you know, when when she takes that form of the warrior's body. Uh, I can see what you mean that it is like still ascribing to very like traditional beauty standards and perhaps it would be a more radical take if like it wasn't but I just didn't personally feel like it was like look how sexy she is now and that that was supposed to be the point like I didn't I didn't feel like I know there's like a bit of a romance but I never felt like it was like hypersexualizing her or anything like that I didn't feel like she was being hypersexualized, but I just think it's interesting that like, even, you know, there are films where it's like clear that it's like, she is a badass and she's sexy and that's like part of it. And like, this didn't feel like one of those movies, but I just think it's interesting that even in a movie where that's not really shown and that's like, that's not really like an element of it, they're still making like the decision to like, like if it's not relevant and it doesn't, then like I just why is it still like why does she meet every like physical like beauty standard yeah I think I I think that is a great point and also like yeah they're they're designed to be killer robots like they don't need gender at all like she moves like a killing machine and that's what she was designed to be like so it's weird to like I don't know even give her boobs at all yeah you're making a lot of it, I think also like in that like to that point where it's like she's supposed to be like the I like the 
ideal for this job it still like does like reaffirm that like the ideal female figure is that because that is just like the ideal that is set in this film like not necessarily like being like you you can take it away and just be like or I don't think you can take away like the gender reading of it in any sense because it is either about like oh she's a girl and she's still cool and kicks ass or it's like oh she's a girl and she's cool and she kicks ass but you can only like that is only achievable through being a very specific way um it is like it is a very like strict um or like a very narrow um look at like what it means to be like not like not even a strong female character but just to be like a cool person like to be a cool woman or to be an effective woman you need to like ascribe to these certain standards of like physicality both like just in your appearance and in your abilities yeah Mm -hmm. and like in this kind of future post-humanist like world that it's imagining and that like it's very well kind of like predicting like a direction we're going with like i just it's it's just interesting to like to think about that that like how like beauty standards are are still like imposed on even like unhuman like women and it's not like this is the first film to do that like science fiction is full of that fantasy is full of that like it's but it is just something interesting to think about when we talk about like future imaginings of the world it's like wow that sucks that that like beauty standards have changed so much like just over like a few centuries it's just interesting to think about like how it's Mm -hmm. imagine that in like whatever 600 years we're still gonna be like i don't know I just wanted to say one thing on the gender thing. Yeah. I just, like, wonder... I think everything you guys are saying is, is very valid and makes a lot of sense. I just wonder, like... And I'm not trying to just advocate for her having boobs. It's fine. But I wonder if it was a more male figure, like most of the robots are traditionally male figure in the movie. Would that be a genderless thing? No, I... I don't think so. Like, uh, there's yeah. some designs that are completely inhuman. But, like, most of them, like, you can tell they're supposed to be male. And I think if they, they were just male figures, we wouldn't you know, be talking about this. And it, that doesn't invalidate what you guys are saying. I just wonder what a genderless female robot. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm guess I'm saying is like what if we're in a society where like technology has advanced to this level where you can create cyborgs and android combinations. Like why? I feel like gender shouldn't even be in the equation. Like especially. But what does a genderless yeah. robot look like? That's what I'm asking. Well, I, I think if it's like, what I, you guys are saying, I, it's just making it look more male. But it's no, but it, like a robot doesn't don't have to have hair. A robot doesn't have to like have all these different. And like, it's also this idea of like reinforcing the idea of like imagining a woman and creating a woman means she has breasts and it means that she looks like this. And it's also like reinforcing ideas of like the physical elements of like sex aligning with like gender too yeah you're imposing a gender onto it and you're also the traits of that like biological sex and like there is something very strange about that especially when it's an artificial intelligence yeah it's cissexism in the future where it's like you don't need that if if a like group of people is designing robots for war to destroy another people like who is the dude in charge like yeah let's get boobs on for those robots (laughs) 
no boobs on those robots. Yeah, it just makes no sense to me. Like, it's not like the robots are going to procreate. Why do they need to have any, like, like signs of having, like, a physical sex? Like, why does... Yeah. It's very... Mm-hmm. it. Again, they do that in all sorts of stuff. It's not like this is a specific flaw of Alita Battle Angel, but I do, as someone who doesn't consume a lot of science fiction and who hates robots... Um, this is something that, like, I find interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, why can't she be a really, why can't she be a female robot that's really old-timey and is just a bunch of, like, rectangles um, yeah. that looks like a bunch of, like, TVs and radios stacked on top of each other, like... Right. That, I get um, that. I guess I was trying to ask, like, why the male robot is seen as the default, but if the argument is that no one should have any organs that are connected but, to the reproductive system, just let me finish. Yeah, so. sorry. That makes sense to me. Like, well, if that's what you guys are saying. Because, like, did you see any male robots with, like, bulges under their pants? No. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. No. <laughs> that would be just weird say and that. creepy. I, I, I definitely agree with, you know, what you're all saying. I just think, like, I think that part of the point of the movie is that, like, even in the future, these robots are going to be, like, gendered in these very, like, binary ways. Uh, but that's not the, like, thing that should define like it shouldn't be the physical body that necessarily defines these like robots i think that's the argument of the movie Mm. yeah but i also i also think that like that's the argument of the movie but the movie gets away with it easier by having a very like conventionally attractive robot whereas like if they had like a person that looked average um or like didn't look like conventionally attractive by our standards people like it's the same thing as like kind of similar to like Seb you're saying like how you thought we were like do you like male like a more male robot would be more default almost I think it's like a more conventionally attractive woman is more default in that sense where it's like it's not about looks it's about ability whereas like if it was like not a conventionally attractive person like people would be talking about the looks a lot more yeah could I I do a quick summary for yeah. yeah. Or, or do we stay on this? It's a good combo. I mean... I, I have a bit more to say on this. Yeah, go. I go. also think if someone's stuck through this, they probably don't need a summary. Because who the, what the fuck are we talking about? But anyway, sorry. Yeah, also, I, do, I just do want to talk about the story. Okay. But, okay, yeah. please go ahead. Yeah, so I... One thing about this, I feel like I love robots. Sorry, Hannah. It's but okay. In, in science fiction, <laughs> like, they hit so well. And I think 90% of the time when it has to do with, like, mechs and androids and cyborgs there is a reading on gender and it's very interesting because like seeing alita's character it's weird because she's like a ghost like a, a phantom living in this this guy's daughter's body basically and that's that's very strange and she doesn't like have any memories that are solid and she keeps like her quest is like to find her body find her history um but people are like consciously preventing that like and it's something that you're just like, well, it's her body. Like, why don't you just tell her what's happening? I, if, if this is like what she wants and she wants to figure this out, why are there so many obstacles in her way? And I, that that is what, when I was watching it, I was like, this is so annoying. Like, she just wants to know about herself. And like, everyone is preventing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's weird because like gender, they don't outrightly say it, but it is tied with with body and, and, and kind of like figuring out your own body as well. Uh, and I think this movie does a good job of, of dealing with that, especially with um, how long they wait for 
Alita to get into her like elite body, um, especially because like everyone's like, no, don't don't rush into it. Like you don't know what you're doing, and she's like, no, I want to do this um, until it's pushed to a point where it's like, okay, we finally have to let her be herself. Um, and then the movie kind of cuts off, which we'll talk about later. But like, I, I feel like <laughs> it, it, it's only really starting when she is reunited with her true body and, and can mm-hmm. fight properly and, and do what she wants to do. But yeah, you could you could summarize now. So. No, no, I well, so, yeah, I feel like it, it feels like a very momentous occasion when she like finally understands herself through her body when she finally like accepts uh, or is able to like be united with the body that she identifies with. And that's like the the centerpiece of the movie. Yeah. It was, it was interesting how they did a lot of that like rebuilding stuff too. Like I thought, what was that guy? Gruishka? Is that his name? I was I was surprised that they like kept him back and like actually rebuilt the body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gru- Gruishka was a was very key in the theme that I was trying to identify off the top, which is just like. He his body continues to be rebuilt in all these different ways, but the essence of his soul is still so like corrupt, and he's being manipulated in all these different ways that it's like it doesn't really matter that he is like becomes this really all powerful like he it, 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 that that doesn't matter at all. It's like his his mind friggin' sucks. Yeah, I, I at the end of the movie I was thinking like. I think it's called Battle Angel, and as corny as this sounds, because the idea of the movie is can she be well, can she be as sweet as she is and as kind to the people around her and be as violent as she is? And I don't know if she can. She's so violent in this movie. She kills so many people. Well, that- but uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. But that's a battle against what like the world is expecting of her versus like. Like, she was built as this, like, war-destructive uh, cyborg. And, like, that's the expectation. That's the, like... Yeah, Nara, you put your hand up. Her... But the, if she's a cyborg. Her intelligence wasn't built. Like, she has a human mind. She has human components, right? That's what a cyborg yes. is. She, that's what separates her from being a robot, is that she has some human components. So it's like her mind wasn't built to be, or as far as I understood, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, her mind wouldn't have been built to fight. She would have had like that inherent conditioning to have that violence and that drive. Yeah, and she has a human heart, or she has some kind of like, like she's I a don't real- I think it's a human heart. No, her she's heart a... like a bomb. Yeah, no, she's she's... they said her it beats. heart's like- But there's blood- Yeah, but it's powerful enough to- Yeah, but there's also Power blood also. running through it. Isn't there? No, am I crazy? All the cyborgs have blue blood. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because it's, or she, I don't know if her brain specifically is human, but she has to have some part of her that is human in order for her to be a cyborg and not a robot. Well, that's what they also it's say. They're her like, mind, I think. like they want her heart. They want to destroy it. Like there's like some, or at least she's like programmed in some special way to be. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I also sorry. Oh, yeah? No, just if she doesn't have a human mind or heart, then it's really weird, the love story. I'm sorry. Like, I think if she, if, like, the rest of her body being, like, um, like, built is, like, she, fine. But, like, it's... She has a human mind. I remember a, the doctor saying that. 
Yeah, because then it's like falling in love with like Siri, <laughs> which I guess is. We all know how that goes. Oh right, I haven't <laughs> seen her. <laughs> no, um, I haven't. But Seb, on what you're saying about her trying to like balance that line of like destruction and and just like carnage and like being oh I'm sweet I'm Alita I'm a nice person, I think that's like so true and it made me think of when i was watching it uh my life as a teenage robot that cartoon oh yeah um where like the, i don't know she's like she's addicted to normalcy and like she's addicted to the, trying to be like i'm a normal person but it's never going to be possible because she's a robot and has a devotion to justice like and, and it was interesting like seeing them both both characters xj9 and alita like grapple with that reality and be like oh shit i'm never gonna be normal but what is like normal for me and like how can i figure that out and still try to like balance fighting all these robots and being a regular person you get the well, best of both worlds that's part of my beef with this movie so i don't think she is trying to be normal like she has this romance and and that's totally fine but there's this thing of like oh she's she's trying to be so sweet which i also think is interesting and one of the more interesting parts of this movie but she's always rushing in to fight these characters, and I don't always know why. Like, why is she trying to yeah. get to Zalem? Why is she trying to kill Nova? Uh, also, Christoph. Wal- sorry, what? I keep in. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I just, go ahead. I was gonna say Christoph Waltz really wants her to be like a normal girl because he's like is basically trying to replace his daughter, and she's like, yeah. no. That's just it's for his super, own selfish needs, though. It's weird though because it's like back to like the body thing. It's like everybody sort of like super objectifies her um in weird ways where it's like the the doctor like objectifies her as like this weird replacement for his daughter um and then she's sort of like almost objectifying herself as like or like it is inherent in her that she is like an object made for killing like she doesn't really have a lot of personality onto herself like she doesn't isn't able to to define a lot of her personality or maybe like in this sense like maybe this like weird cyborg future it's like maybe personalities are just like more like singular or like maybe it's also just a fault of the film that nobody's really developed because i sort of felt like that like nobody really had that much personality but i just sort of felt that was like a weird fault of the main character to like not really be anything I, I think she. This. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. Go, go, you can go ahead, Hannah. No, I've been talking a lot. This. You go ahead. Oh, me too. But I, I think, Seb, to answer your questions of like why she was doing those things, the Nova thing. I. There was no reason other than she had a flashback, being like, "Kill Nova. He's the enemy." Like, do you guys remember that scene? Yeah. Like, oh, the. That, I he, he, when he flashed up so quick, and it was the funniest thing in the world to me because he just looked. <laughs> Like he literally it's looks like, like he's out nerd. of the movie Hackers. Like he looks like they like, <laughs> saw Hackers and like, oh yeah, that's a like that's cool. Let's do that for this guy, and make him he's so lame. The enemy. But also, <laughs> she wanted to kill lame? Nova because wait, no, Nova... Nova's Edward Norton, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my Nova... favorite thing of the entire movie. But what? she wants to kill him because there... he he like in that war shot down her city. Or whatever. My, or, like, killed oh, her right. people. And, we don't find yeah. that out until the very end. Well. And I think she me, wants to go to Zalem earlier. Sorry, just one quick thing. Zalem earlier because of the bad boy. What the fuck's his name? Hugo. Hugo. Because she's like, oh, we can live up there together. It would be so nice. 
and that's it. Like, I don't know if there's any other reason well, she's trying to get up there. Well, for me, there's this entire thing going on in the movie that, like, there's this obvious uh, class discrepancy between the people who live in Nova versus, like, all these poor people that live on the ground. And the idea for me in the movie is that, like, there's all this fighting going on with the people who live on the ground between the humans and the cyborgs and the robots and everything. And if they were all able to unite together against the common enemy of the ruling class, then perhaps like transformative justice, perhaps like overthrowing that would actually be possible. But instead there's like all this um, fighting that happens on the ground floor. Like that, that's, that's the most fascinating thing about it for me, about the entire world of the film. Well, and I guess that's not s- like explicitly, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty explicit actually. Like, I guess we don't get to be there, but we, that's the whole point. Like we're on the floor with the people who are like discriminized be- at the hands of this like ruling class. And we don't know what's up there because it's just this like vague idea that maybe one day we can ascend up there, but we can't. Like there's, that's not possible for these characters. That's why the ending is the problem. But I'll let you guys wait, wait, also, I understand that, and I understand that the film was trying to make me see that, but I never really believed it, because none of their lives seemed that bad. Like, they yeah. literally all just seemed like working class, like, <laughs> what? people. Like, their lives A lot of them fun. get murdered. Yeah, besides the murder. It's a world where like... they all just murder each other. <laughs> but the, I think, it's not like, I don't think it's like... The place looks like a good place to live, It looks honestly. fine, it just looks like a nice communal... Like it doesn't yeah. look that bad. Like it but, just looks like, and it's my fine to not be to not be rich in real life. But we still try to achieve these things that are like, why? Why do we want to? Why do we want to be rich? Yeah, yeah, no, but I think because of that, the movie just had like no stakes. So there's like, oh, that's just kind of like what my, like what I'm used to seeing in a city. Like people just like doing that, and like, yes, there is more violence than is necessary. But then the stakes to get to Zalem kind of didn't see that high and I'm just like I don't understand why everybody's so desperate to get there or it like seems like just this like a really weird small faction of people are really desperate to get there and then it's all these other people in the background who are very perfectly happy with their lives and are just moving through their communities like all the street merchants all the other people who are going to watch the like weird game none of them seem particularly angry or mad about anything like there is no like fleshing out of the other characters in the world maybe that like mirrored the thoughts also that guy mcteague he seemed fine him and his dogs he didn't seem like he wanted to do anything but chill with his dogs like love that guy like i don't know (laughs) pointing out a lot i think you're pointing out a lot of the flaws in capitalism everyone seems fine yeah exactly (laughs) no that's the whole point that's the whole point of the movie (laughs) uh but it's like one of those things where it's like I don't know, maybe it's just, like, I think I was just very disconnected from the world, so I didn't really care about any of the stakes of it. I was just, I think like, Handa has something yeah. to say. Yeah, Hannah? Uh, no, just, <laughs> I think it's interesting that this kind of, like, dystopian reality that they live in or whatever on Earth is also one, like, one of the big things is, like, there's not a real police force and that they exchange like goods like oranges and like not like monetary like not money for services and it's like interesting because it's like oh it's supposed to seem like things are falling apart but it's like yeah i'm like that seems so nice like i'd love to live there like i'm not i'm like i don't why are you guys all so mad i'd love to live there i I mean like yeah because 
it but it does seem the people who seem the most motivated to go up there are people who like want to live like that really good life like mm-hmm. uh Jennifer Connolly and I guess Hugo who I don't know why he wants to except that he does yeah I was so motivation to get there yeah. I was so uncomfortable when I was watching it and they kept talking about Zalem and I was like, okay, well show us, like show us how they're living up there. And they never do. They literally like, yeah, I don't remember one clip of them actually like showing people above their living. So I was like the whole time I was like, had a, a suspicion. I was like, is, is anyone even up there? Like, I, I, I don't know. I've only seen Nova like right at the end, but it was just like strange that they wouldn't show any of the life there or, really report on the politics of what was going on between above and below, like other than just like word of mouth between the characters. And I think that would have been a, a better way to build the world um, and make it more believable, I guess, or if they didn't want to make it suspicious in the sky. Why didn't they talk about it more? Seb, you can go first. Okay, just, just quickly. I think that to me is like the flaw with the movie is that I feel like everything that happened in the movie, there should have been a much more condensed version in like the first act where it's like, oh, the cyborgs are fighting and we're all fighting each other on the ground. And the cyborgs get the humans for no reason. Like the and Hunger Games. Go, yeah, and then they would go up to Zalem and try and do like a revolution or something. Like but the Hunger movie, Games. Sure. In this movie, they <laughs> leave it as a cliffhanger because they're trying to do like more sequels or whatever. Yes. It's not satisfying thing in the world. <laughs> and the whole movie is just Adam, as you said, these characters fighting for no reason. And I guess maybe that's the point, but it feels like we're still supposed to enjoy those action scenes and I can like detaching myself from them. But then I'm like, she's just hurting these random people who are just trying to like get by, you know? Yeah. Rem- she beats up the whole bounty hunter bar. It, it also me- seems like all, sorry. Just, like, all the cyborgs are kind of shitty people, except Alita. Not Mateek. Well, they're surviving. Mateek gets a pass when his dog. Mateek's great. I just mean they're all kind of, like, shady characters, and it's, like, weird, too. I don't know. Sorry, Adam? Nara? Whoever? Nara, you go first, and then I'll go after. I was just going to say about the Zalm. I was sort of, like, had that suspicion that you had, Funke, where it's, like, maybe it's not that great. But then... I, that was just like immediately reverted when it was said that like the doctor and the woman, his ex-wife, like it said that they wanted to get back there. So I'm like, oh, it must be pretty good because they know what it's like <laughs> and want to go back. So then I was just like, I don't care anymore. I'm like, what is yeah. this? Um, but still strange that they I, wouldn't. Yeah, I'm like, just like, I, I don't know. It was like there was intrigue and then it was immediately undone. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, okay, maybe I don't care. I, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like I've already said that. I, I feel like that's the point, personally, like that we just create this myth about what is good about being rich and having power and whatever. Um, but I just wanted to say on the end, I do agree that it's it's disappointing because it does set up the idea that they're going to get there and that there's going to be some kind of confrontation. But I, I, I also think that like the end of this movie is that a cyborg and a human, two people who have been pitted against each other in the, like, the the throes of this, this ground floor world do come together and do have this, like, connection that passes by, like, the, 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 
Well, you're giving Hugo us a little smirk, Seb. Hugo yeah. and Alita? Well, sorry. Is that rude? You, I, you, I have you're a, a smirker. Of, of, of why I don't think that works. But if you want to finish that. No, that's the point. I mean, that's... that's I, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. But that's like the the idea for me of where this movie needs to get to is like trying to build this coalition amongst uh, 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 the disenfranchised in this world. And then the next movie is going to be trying to like topple, if there ever is a next movie, probably won't be, but it's trying to topple the, <laughs> the That's ruling That's so class. annoying. That's so annoying. I know. Wait. I, I know. I understand. I understand not liking that, but that's, I don't know. It works for me. But I think one thing that kind of muddles the world building on that end is they don't, like, the character who's, like, the most, like, I hate cyborgs is Christoph Waltz. And Christoph Waltz is giving the cyborgs free repairs the first time we see him. And then when he goes into the biker bar, he's like, I give you guys all free repairs. And he's, but he's also like, I'm going to kill all of you. Like, there's all these, like, kind of confusing things. If they wanted to establish that the cyborgs and humans, like, are divided and, like, hate each other. That's, like, the first time we see them interact. Yeah, they didn't do a great job of that. I didn't understand the class system set up there on the ground level. Because I know people will be like, oh, what is it that they call humans? There's, like... I just remember like, them calling you yeah. boy a lot. <laughs> and, like, okay, but, like, you're <laughs> not... Boy. Like, they didn't do enough exposition there with, like, actually showing, like, the real kind of... Because... I couldn't really tell and also there are a lot of people that are that are mostly like like they'll have like a like cyborg arm or something like I think that's really interesting I would like watch a movie about this these dynamics but I feel like all of that got lost and then it makes the rest of it harder to understand yeah because I don't yeah I don't think it finishes whatever it's trying to say about class or uh, relationships between uh, the cyborgs and the humans at all, really. And I feel like they they could have done that by yeah, as said you said earlier, like condensing it and maybe actually going to Zalem or even having a conversation with with uh, Nova about that. But it doesn't really seem like that. It's just like I'm gonna kill you, Nova. And then he's like, you're not going to kill me. You killed my other guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I wished that, okay, I have a note here that says, all caps, why did it end like this? Uh, CC. Uh, and then I made a separate section called ending discussion. I don't like it. They, they picked up a really good <laughs> momentum at the last act of the movie. Like, the last third of the movie, I'm like, this is a really fun movie. Like, I like what's going on. I like how she's growing as a character and how, I don't know, I feel like I know who Alita is and she's not just, like, some random cyborg. Um, but it just, that cliffhanger felt so disingenuous. It felt so, like, all right, guys, we have a sequel. Let's try to get a sequel. Now they'll have to give us the money for it. We, we didn't finish the movie. Like, we just cut it off early. They, people want to know what happens. Just watch like, the I, Hunger Games. Yeah. Like I'm, I, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, it's I'm. That's basically my thought. But I was just like, I wish they cut it off earlier, cause I swear there was a moment when she won, or sorry, jumped off of the motorball tournament, like that they could have ended it, and I would have been satisfied. But they kept going a little bit further, so I'm like, oh, are they actually going to Zalem? And she's just standing there. I'm like, what? <laughs> but there's there's one line to me that's like 
everything that's wrong with like modern franchise movies where she kills Mahershala and she goes she says to Nova you just lost one puppet and that's the whole movie that's the thing of consequence for the whole movie this like two hour movie we watched is the bad guy lost one puppet and I feel like that's a lot of franchise movies now it's like oh this this kind of thing small thing happened but we're building up to a really big thing please come see the next three I think it would be more interesting if the whole time we thought that like Mahershala Ali's character was Nova or like was the the big bad and then at the end like if they were setting up a franchise it's like oh Mm -hmm. it's bigger than this or whatever but like yeah the whole time he doesn't feel that scary because we know he's a stand-in for the bigger guy and also That's he's like true. so like he's supposed to be like the scary kind of bad guy but they don't do enough to make him that scary like he's I, like characterized kind of blandly i actually really i think he's a really cool character vector i think is his name best or like wackest death ever in a movie yes yeah oh it's so great <laughs> because I, I just really appreciate like nova's presence in the movie like before we even see him, but like just the eyes going blue, and I was like, "What's going on?" And them not really explaining it, but then you understanding like, "Oh, he's he's possessing these people. Like he's just hopping into them whenever he wants to." Um, and I liked that Vector kind of had this like Jekyll and Hyde relationship with them. He's like, "Oh God!" Like every time after he was like uh, taken over by Nova, he's like, "Oh God, he did it again," or whatever. Or what what did he say? Like he's so removed from his actions when I hate when he was, does that. You don't like it? I like it a no, lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Yes, yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh. I, I, you don't really think about like what, how this guy would feel, but I like that they focus on his emotions there and how yeah. it feels to be just possessed as a, as a puppet, as Alita says. And I think the idea that he is possessed and that he is this puppet ties into the larger idea that I identified off the top about it being about your mind and your soul and your being more than your physical being. So it's a thing for Nova, you mean? It's like a character for Nova. Well, the first time I saw it, I was like disappointed at the fact that Mahershala was basically just being like, uh, like mind controlled in these moments by this other dude. But I just think it's another interesting wrinkle on the idea of, like, your physical body not being as, like, uh, consequential as, like, your actions and your your mind and that stuff. Can I pitch a small thing? Yeah. I just think, and who knows what I know, but just as a small thing to make it a more satisfying movie, I think just a small change. Vector is a crime lord on Earth. Nova is barely mentioned, but Hugo always wants to go to Zalem, just like he does in this movie. Hugo gets killed, and then uh, Alita defeats Vector, and Vector and Nova have nothing to do with each other. But they're like, Alita, what are you going to do now? And, you know, Hugo's just died, and he always wanted to go to Zalem. She's like, I'm going to Zalem, and I'm taking care of the real problem. And that's like the tease, right? Uh... But, like, the movie would just be about Vector and his crimes and what he's doing to the androids. You know, that would be a first movie. Mm-hmm. But Vector is always shown as the intermediary with, I think, as Hannah says, like, not much of a character. So it's like, yeah, the and movie then, intentionally is going, don't give a shit about this guy. And when we see Nova, we're like, this nerd? 
Yeah. Yes, that <laughs> is what I felt. And I felt this nerd, and he's so far up, and it's going to take so much longer than I look at the time of the movie, and I'm like, there's only 20 minutes left. Like, How is she going to get up there? Uh, make him scarier or, like, really, was, like, like light it really darkly so we only see part and we're like who is this menacing I guy I laughed so hard Edward when I saw Norton, <laughs> Edward Norton had to turn into the Hulk in order to be like a, a superhero so like let's chill he's not scary I could beat him in a fight I could give him a wedgie but the people in positions of power in our capitalist world are stupid asshole nerds who look like idiots I think you're giving Facts. the writers of this movie more credit than they deserve. Because I really... I, I completely so. disagree with that. I think that all that stuff is there in the text. And I, I think I think I hear everything that you guys are saying, but most of it I see as a positive in the film. I liked the movie. <laughs> aside, it sounds aside like from I the didn't ending, like the like movie. I, I'm just like aside from the ending. talking about... Like, I actually enjoyed it. I got... At yeah. first I was like... I couldn't deal with it tonally. I was like, the sincerity of it was just like, <laughs> I, I like laughed at like random, I couldn't deal. Where's the irony? Why doesn't she go, isn't it weird that I'm a robot? <laughs> I just was like, Ugh. <laughs> but I got into it when they got, the action ramped up. I just think there are things that could be better, but there's a lot of really interesting material going on. And I do think like mm -hmm. there are issues that I have with her, like, her characterization and like the way they make her look but those are also issues i have with the genre as a whole like of these types of films mm -hmm. which is why i tend to not be drawn to them but that I, I, i'm not saying that like this is a bad movie yeah for sure I, I i like i hear everything that you guys are saying like i said and and i don't think this is like a per i don't really i don't love this movie i like it a lot and i just think that there's a lot of really fascinating things in here that like for me I'm drawn to and I'm just really interested in all the ideas that uh, they propose in this futuristic world. Um, and so I'm willing to like overlook a lot of things about it because I'm just so fascinated by the ideas that are in here, which is the same with the Matrix movies, which is the same with a lot of movies that I love, like stuff where it just proposes very dense worlds um, with a lot of fascinating wrinkles are are always things that I'm going to be so into. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the movie too. Sorry. I just it's this is one of those movies where I'm like I love this world. I love like the story you're trying to tell here, but like there's you just did it in a way that I don't like and I feel like it could have you do mm -hmm. yourself a disservice cuz it's a very weird like setup for a movie, I feel like, but it, I don't think it recognizes how weird it is and it it refuses to lean into that and kind of go the route that isn't like the regular Hollywood like action movie type route but I I don't know I feel like they could have focused and, and took a couple of different paths like Seb when you were explaining that alternate version I was like oh my god like I want to watch that right now I hate when you do that you make a, a change to the movie and make it, it. cooler I, it. I don't know Seb, when it's you just were like, explaining sorry oh yeah go go ahead Adam Said when you were explaining that alternate world, I was just trying to catch up with all the futuristic names. How come? Okay, here's something I was thinking about while I watched the movie. This is maybe a maybe a stand-up routine. <clears throat> okay, let me just test it out for you. How come in all these movies about the future, the names are always like Alita? Uh, give me something else. Give me something else. Zoe, <laughs> what? Vector. 
Neo, Morpheus, <laughs> Cypher, like, you know, all these people. There's no one in the future whose name is just Ted. His name was well, Hugo, Hugo, man. <laughs> yeah. Hugo's a basic ass name. But also, this, his <laughs> name was originally Hugo. It was just Adam. Is it? Was it originally oh, what? Is this what it's about? His name was originally Hugo in the, uh, like, anime. Oh. This is like based off. So of you guys manga, think that that sure. you guys think I can get a just for laugh spot with that with that bit? No. I do. Yeah, I do. So proud to work. Honestly, though, As somebody where they're from. This leads hey, into something that I hey, didn't love about. <laughs> yes, I'm getting the Hannah in the future. Where's the Hannah in tw- the 26th century? <laughs> this leads into something that I was annoyed with. <laughs> Which, Which was? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand. Like, there's all this stuff, like the names and like whatever, to kind of like let us know we're in the future. But I, the costumes, some of the, they bothered me so much because oh they God. were so of this time. Except then he would be like, "I'm gonna put someone in a traditionally and like culturally, uh, like." A, like a garment from like one culture or a hairstyle from another culture, but put it on someone of a different race and it's the future. And it was like, why does <laughs> Lana Condor have dreads? And why is Marshall Ali wearing like these like traditional like garments? It's like such like a, like a lazy, like sci-fi thing that they do. They did it in like one of the Marvel movies where like Gamora's planet, it was like her, it was just, Oh, I don't know. I, I like it frustrates me, and also yeah. then the rest of the clothes were just like everyone was dressed like they dressed today, and it was like this is supposed to be six hundred years in the future. Why <laughs> can you come up with all these like future names, but you can't even like get a costume designer to spray paint <laughs> some like jacket silver or something? I want to know background, the design of the background extras. Literally, whoever was in charge of corralling and designing and like art directing the background extras put in no work because you'd be in this like bounty hunter like bar and there'd be like three people who you know were obviously like the paid actors or the actors who were hired a lot for these parts and they had makeup and cool stuff and then everybody else and they look awesome and they look cool and then there's just so many people who are just wearing like black leather jackets Uh, but even alita the first thing alita wears is like a stripy sweater and some like skinny jeans and i was like <laughs> I think Can I, I think of I was just oh. gonna say on that point on the way their costume it reminded me a lot of this like movie actually reminded me a lot of Cowboy Bebop and it just was like a bad Cowboy Bebop to me. Mm. Um but it was like the same thing where it's like Cowboy Bebop is in the future but they're sort of like culturally yes we're gonna progress like technology wise, but then our aesthetic values are still gonna remain traditional and there's gonna be a lot of like the idea of like tradition still like in people and that it's cohesive pardon it's cohesive their style that they chose for cowboy bebop like everyone dresses like how they still do yeah um and that's like also another thing that's like that's how cowboy bebop uses like um culture and stuff is they have like from the different planets people will dress a different way um but it still is like traditional and it still is like we can identify it as people from a certain time period and i think like that's also where a lot of like I don't know, the insight um, into, like, the ideas of the future comes, for me, from, like, some sci-fi is the, like, the 
the um, fight between like tradition and like moving forward or like progression, um, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, comes from that juxtaposition. But Alita sort of seemed like lazy. They're sort of just like, we don't have enough budget to like make cool outfits, so we're just gonna do this. Yeah. Wait, Adam, uh, do you want to talk about the post-racial line that you mentioned to me? It was like the first thing you said to me about this movie when you first saw it. The worst the throwaway line, line in it. When he was talking movie. <laughs> I have a question about it. Yes. Is, it yeah. is this when Hugo is explaining to Alita like why everyone's down here? Is this uh, when... no, what's that? Oh, okay. He he was just like everyone came from all around the world and now they're just here. And that's how he explained I guess what Hannah was talking about earlier with everyone like having an amalgamation. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely lazy, but I was talking about <laughs> the part where um they're talking about like when he's how, like, 300 you know, years ago it's <laughs> get over it sorry you're, you're in the middle of saying it go on yeah she's alita was on the side of the mars war and uh george Lundborg jr's character who's a black actor is talking about how he still hates androids because they were on the side, side of the mars war and then lana condor in dreads says oh, yeah. get over it it was 300 yeah, years that ago. was 300 years ago get over it <laughs> terrible yeah <laughs> but so, i feel like that's, yeah. that's just the attitude of the movie though i know but that's the thing about reimagining like future societies they're like we're not gonna address you know kind of ideas of like how like like certain like rights movements will progress like they're like we're not gonna talk about like how gender is gonna progress like in 600 years we're not gonna talk about race we're going to be we're going to do this kind of weird like post everything idea Mm -hmm. and instead we're going to talk about the politics between human and cyborgs and like just decide that things (laughs) resolve themselves somehow but we don't want to like and it's like lazy i don't know and it's see-through you can see that they're doing that yeah it's like why i just think it would be more interesting if you're going to talk about the future like i think a more interesting thing is to talk about the actual politics that might happen in the future and the actual changes or revolutions but instead you just want to talk about robots it's like well why don't we like wait who cares i'm sorry i hate robots <laughs> well i don't think that I the just... movie doesn't want to weigh into it i think that the movie has a naive idea that like in 300 years we will be living in a post-racial world and i, I think yeah, that I'm... that's the idea of the movie i think that that's untrue and i think that it's like it's the same thing that cloud atlas does where it's right. trying to like create this idea of like, like in, in exploring that idea that I was talking about earlier of like, it's the soul that unites us. It's trying to create the idea that like race doesn't matter, which like is a, certainly a naive and perhaps dangerous sentiment to make. Um, but that, I don't think that the movie is like disregarding the idea of race. It's just trying to say like, you know, in the future, we're gonna be we're gonna be past dividing by right, race. Right, but then we're still gonna give tits to robots because, like, because it's just strange to hold up like gen. Like, I just think it's very like, what? I think it's like. What does that have to do with anything? Because it's this idea of like it's the future and like race means something different, but gender binaries are still completely intact. It's like sure. well, I just think it's like, I think they're just much more interesting and like actually like down to earth and like existing like political things that you can explore 
when talking about the future and so I personally am like not interested in talking about cyborg human relations I will just say that people are still gonna have boobs in the future I mean it's like it's not we're not trying to create I don't think the movie is trying to suggest that everyone is gonna like look exactly the same and that there's gonna be no differentiating no differentiating in how anyone looks it's just trying to create this idea that like we're not gonna be defined simply by our physical being yeah but then People, but the design, the way they design, like, Alita is defined by that fact that she's, like, a programmed, like, human robot. And then it's this idea that, like, being a woman is defined by the biological parts you have and not your mind. Like, I just think there are, like, all these issues and I don't want to, like, nitpick and, like, I this again, like, I enjoyed the movie, but I just... I just, I, I'm sorry, I also don't understand the appeal of, like, these, like, sci-fi movies in that greater sense. And I'm not trying to rip on the genre. I just, it's like, that, I don't know. Sorry, I'm going... to try and weigh in on that? Yeah, I'm just spiraling. I'm sorry. Because I don't think every sci-fi movie needs to be, like, Gattaca. It needs to be this very somber, like, serious exploration of, of issues. I haven't seen Gattaca. I'm guessing that's what it is. But, I mean, like, some <laughs> sci-fi movies... I think should be fun adventure movies and I think it's a mistake of this movie to try and do a discrimination storyline with robots. I think that's very tough to But I also don't think they should have just cast white people or whatever. No, that's like not what I, I like I like that it's a diverse movie and that like now in a movie you can't just or or any time, you can't have a diverse cast in a sci fi movie and just go, Oh, we're just gonna ignore race which I guess this movie tries. Um I mean, you have to address how the society uh, regards race. This movie, I think, does make a naive choice, but I think it's acknowledging that even in an adventure movie, those things need to be addressed in some way. But right? it doesn't address them. Yes. No, I think it makes the wrong choice. But I mean, it, it is, they do have lines that are like, it's a cultural melting pot. It doesn't matter. Which I do think is naive, but it's it's trying to be a fun movie. It's not a movie about race. I know, no, I know that. I just, I, but it's trying to be a fun movie, but then politics do play a part into it. So I just, I don't know. This isn't just a criticism of this movie. I just think it's interesting that we're so interested. Like, we always want to explore our ideas of politics through, like, metaphors of, like, using, like, you know, science fiction or fantasy characters as stand-ins for actual issues we have. But then we kind of brush off the existing like political issues that you could be that I imagine in the time this movie is set, there is still going to be existing issues. But I, I'm just asking, do you want a Lita battle angel? No. Robot movie to be about race. No, I feel like you... I'm not saying, but it just, I'm, I'm not even talking about Alita in general. I guess I'm explaining my own personal, like the reason I'm not really into this, like, future imagining like i don't know it's like but not all of them are about discrimination no but and but, i do think that's a stupid plot line but that is about. like that that i swear i've seen so many movies that are like yeah, totally. about human robot relations and i just think yes. it's like strange well, and it also erases like political identities of human beings by just going humans and robots when it's like okay but human beings like like we, we still have systems of oppression and like marginalization in place and it's weird I don't know it's just erases all of that and all of people's experiences 
Oh, am I going too deep into this? No. Okay. No, I think it's... I have something to say, but Nara has it. Oh, so. Sorry, guys, I talked forever. Okay, two things. One kind of changes the subject, so I'll say that after, but... <laughs> also, I think, like, this is a work that's been, like... I Sorry, I was just, like, reading quickly about, like, the actual source of the story to, like, figure... Try and figure out more about, like, why it's so messy, and it is, like, based off a like manga and anime um which may be part of like why some of the ideas in it are so dated is because it's based off of source material from like 1993 but that also doesn't mean that the writers couldn't have updated it to be more like important and more relevant to now and maybe they did try to do that but they just have a bad writer's room um but also um this is the fun fun fact is that Originally, she's named Alita in the comic after not the man's daughter, but his cat that recently died. <laughs> I like that. Um, but that that's, that's my fun fact. But also, yeah. Yeah, the, it is like the story is based off of like an man- a manga from 1990. So I don't know how much they like actu- actually changed the story and updated it. But that could be where a lot of the sort of like shallow politics come from yeah the the lack of committing or saying your actual stance on things is so there and like so much of sci-fi and yeah like hannah you're so right to point that out because so many nerds will be like okay i want to tell a story about science fiction but they don't they don't realize that like good science fiction is stuff that unpacks stuff that has to do with our real world in different ways um and i feel like they just try to ignore um, talking about real life politics and stuff like racism. And they talk about classism to a certain degree, but it's not really delved into it all um, in favor of uh, like a cyborg human relationship that really doesn't really go anywhere. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like sad to see a stance not be taken when it could so easily be taken Um, or just like a some sort of like meditation on the subjects that they're pushing to the side uh, would have been nice. Cause you can do that, especially if you're updating a script from like a manga or an anime from long ago, like you can update that and like bring in things that are relevant culturally today and try to unpack them in science fiction. Uh, that's the best sci-fi to me. Yes. I also yeah, like, I just. I'm oh, sorry. No, you said. Just very quickly. I just don't know if all stuff, especially in genre films, like all movies should be about all things, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I like don't know if this would be necessarily the appropriate arena for a in-depth conversation about race. And I think there is the right way to do it. Lindsay Ellis has a video where she talks about Lord of the Rings and she talks about how you either kind of put the system of oppression in the fantasy world or you show like a society that doesn't have oppression but a lot of movies they kind of do it halfway where there's no system of oppression but there are no women in power or there are no people of color in power so it's like so what what's exactly happening here um and in lord of the rings they there is shown to be sexism in the society but they also have no characters of color so it's like this weird thing where it's like i guess they're trying to stay out of trying to talk about race i don't know where i'm going with this but i think this movie is like trying to do a post-racial society thing and I think the big mistake is doing the cross-cultural uh, costumes and hairstyles and stuff 
Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree that it, not every movie has to. Yeah, I agree that not every movie has to deal with everything, but I just think it's a cop out to be like, and we live in a post-racial society yeah. and everyone lives under this. And then like, keep going on with your story. Like what? Like yeah. if you're going to like be like everyone in the world moved to this one city <laughs> and mixed all their cultures together, like that can't just be a sentence. And then like right. another throwaway line later, that's like, Oh, get over it. It's the war that happened 300 years ago. <laughs> it's like, well, especially when the, when the society still upholds like classist systems of power as well. So it's like, how could, how yeah. could that there's, still, like, uh, there's uh, problems yeah. here. Yeah. Sexism. All of those are intersectional. Like that's like, uh, not in the 26th century. You're going to have I'm class sorry, but systems not in the like century. upheld. <laughs> you're going to have other systems. We're going to fix racism, classism. We'll, we'll get to that later. But we're not going to explain too. it. Like that's the, and what I, <laughs> what I just think is strange. And like, again, this is not specific to this film, but like a lot of films that imagine like a dystopian type future y- use politics of today and then like tell them in this other way. And it's like, all of these things you're imagining is dystopian. Like if you exit like, like a privileged, like Western perspective, like a lot of that shit is going on in different ways. I just think it's, I'm not saying all movies have to be like sad movies or dramas about like world politics or contemporary issues. I just think it's, I'm just bringing this up that like, I, I just sometimes feels like, especially like when you're like, oh, I'm gonna talk about systems of oppression, but like, I'm not necessarily saying these creators, but sometimes it's like, you know, like a straight white guy that's like, I'm gonna imagine it, but because I cannot imagine it myself, I'm gonna put it in the context of humans versus robots. And then I don't have to feel any personal like guilt or like mm-hmm. something. I Am I, go, am I maybe I should just go write a thesis paper and leave you all alone. Um, Hannah, <laughs> I think you should watch Born in Flames by Lizzie Borden because she, literally just like takes yeah it's like the ideal dystopian future movie or you should, should talk watch... about born of flame born in flames on this yeah that's one of my favorite movies yeah, i've never seen song. it it's amazing it's on canopy um okay. or you should watch a jeff barnaby movie because he does use like like i think the problem is with what you're saying hannah is there's not enough popular genre material that uses like genre which is always metaphor for or always should be um when it's written best metaphor for oppression and for like political issues um but there's not enough like popular genre work by people from um, marginalized groups um that's not what we're being shown what we're being shown is like these hollywood blockbusters that are using genre but in just like a cheap entertaining way that will sell the best but it doesn't make it isn't the best use of its form yeah, it's like imagine what it would be like to be poor while like a small percentage of people live above you with lots of money. It's like, don't you live in LA? Like your <laughs> city is literally yeah. built on a hill system based off of class. Like, but I think you're advoca- advocating for people not to watch genre films, which I think like you just reach a different audience. I know, things, right? I know, and you know the how. Hel- I'm not like a big genre film person which is probably why like i feel less defensive about this if we started talking about the politics of like hollywood rom-coms i'd have them break down so like <laughs> like on the i'd be on the other side so but there's there's a term called termite art and again i don't think alita nails any of these things but there's a term called termite art which which the idea is you can burrow into a story and leave a small commentary into it. 
instead of the whole movie being built around one point in the genre film, you can leave a little bit for the audience to think about. And I think that's beautiful. And I, I think the people who are going to see Star Wars or whatever, who might get a little bit of commentary about, you know, reaching out to other cultures with open hearts or whatever, are not going to see a four hour documentary about the economy or uh, slavery or something. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> we should, we should trick them into watching heart. something like that. We should I tell them it's Star Wars a million and then make them watch the 13th or something. But should every movie be that? No, but I just think, I'm sorry. I just, I know you're right. And I, I And I also don't think you can go leave politics out of those movies. I don't but think that's entirely possible. That's what frustrates me. I just feel like the people that are like, I don't want to touch on this political stuff are the people that are not, are not impacted by the political stuff. And sometimes yeah, that bothers me. Yeah, but then when me. they try and address that stuff inside by movies, people also get mad because a lot of the time it seems inappropriate or they don't know what they're talking about. I know. Because they're not oppressed. So I just wonder where, like, not that, I don't know. And I do think a big problem, as Nara identified, is that artists of power aren't given the opportunity to make sure they're only doing the opportunity to make serious, somber things about their own country. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should all just leave and go watch, like, a Jeff Barnaby film. Sorry if I, like, have... If, if the... If, Jeff if, Barnaby's got something down on this episode. We could talk about I, this is a, Blood Quantum. That's future, right? Yeah, oh, it no, is future. A little bit in the future. Yeah, Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum was pretty cool. Some Canadian What's content. What's his first one? Um, rhymes for young ghouls. Rhymes for young ghouls. Yeah. That's that pretty good future. too. That's good. No, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think the reason why I take issue the most with these kind of like, like, sci-fi or like fantasy films is more just because other films don't try to create this whole aren't trying to sell you a different world. Like, you understand that this is the world that we're in and you understand that these issues exist. But they're trying to be like, this is a different world from the one you know. So it's like, there is this kind of expectation that they set all these things up in a way that is not that possible if you're just one movie. Maybe it has to do with the but world. lots of movies do it very well. Well, but, but it's just that, like... I don't need someone to explain the context of what's going on in the world in like a movie set in contemporary times or like the past. It's like we've already, we already know. I'm just saying when you're trying Some to be people like. People do. Children. What? Yeah. Teenagers. That's how I got introduced to a lot of these concepts is through yeah, science I, fiction. I know. Where people were able to go, oh, this system is kind of like this. And maybe that's yeah. stupid. But no, like, I don't think it's stupid. I'm not trying to shit on the genre stuff or like say anything about people who like genre films. I'm really not. I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm trying to understand it in my head. I don't know why I am not that interested in those films. It's not because I'm like, I think I'm smart and cool. It's just because I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not knocking you for not liking them. I, I get it and I understand it. But so I don't, I just, just there there's, is value though. There are ones that I like and I do see value in it. I, and I liked this film. I don't know what's happened to me. And I stop making this about you, Hannah. Go. Well, can I say for one, I thought this film was bad. <laughs> you didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was, I was just, like I said, I was just so like disconnected from it. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. I guess you can do that now. I really don't care. Like, mm. stop. Like, 
this is annoying. Yeah, like, I, there's just, like, nothing intriguing to me. I was like, this is all just so fine. And I like sci-fi a lot. And I was just like, this is fine. Mm. What's the game called? Motorball. Motorball's the best sport ever. Motorball's so sick. No, if this is 600 years from now, I hope we're doing more than playing, like, roller skate basketball. When they were showing motorball... Okay, two things about motorball. (laughs) One, when they were showing the big motorball game, I thought they all looked like bionicles. I thought all the cyborgs looked like bionicles. Two, um, motorball just makes me think of in Road to El Dorado when they are playing the uh, ball game in that. Um, Thank you. Oh, also, there was one person in the motorball when she was, like, trying out but secretly being bounty hunted that looked like one of the, like, weird monster robots from Spy Kids. Um, Be right back. We haven't talked to Rodriguez. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. I would say this is his first, like, real movie in a while. That doesn't look like... Wait, who no is this director? Robert Rodriguez, director of Spy Kids. Yeah. And Sharkboy and Lava Girl. And Sharkboy. I literally yeah. wrote down these cyborgs look like George Lopez's weird cousins <laughs> from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I'll be here back. <laughs> yeah, Robert Rodriguez has a cool career. His first film was El Mariachi, which he made for, like, $1,000. It's a DIY masterpiece. Oh, my God. He did, um... Uh, he and then he made the a couple faculty? loose sequels to those, and then he went on to do like Spy Kids, that franchise, Sin City, Started that franchise. Um, yeah, made a bunch of like B movies, like uh, Planet Terror and Machete, and I haven't seen those. And then now making like a big, okay. major blockbuster. But very interesting. He went from like have... being like the DIY guy to now making a two hundred million dollar movie. But I love the aesthetics of Spy Kids. Sorry. I think that is like fun and imaginative. And I found that this oh, one. Oh, I love Spy Kids. I know you don't like. They just it. all look the same. Like for a decade, he made movies that all look like they're made in his garage, which is fine. I but just like. I just mean that's like awesome. Spy and a lot Kids of is like a fun aesthetic imagining, whereas like this one wasn't that interestingly aesthetically. I don't know, man. I just, like, I, this movie really made me felt, feel nothing besides I laughed at it a lot because I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I mm. also thought that... Oh, I another two quotes that I wrote down in a row. I was on the moon and then fast legs. Somebody said fast legs and I thought that was the funniest image in the yeah, world. You're going to give me fast legs. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was so funny. Also... One thing about the animation of Alita, I, it is very good, but every time she runs, it just looks like she's running in slow motion. Like, her running doesn't have any weight to it. Like, it just looks like she's, like, running through, like, Jello or something, but then they had to, like, speed up the, like... Like, her running just looks bad to me. I'm back. What are we talking about? I just, I just think Alita looks funny uh, when she runs, and it looks like she's running in slow motion. Or she's, like, thinking too hard about running, so it looks fake. She is incredible. Yeah. I, what are you talking about? At running? She, yes. Well, I mean, I just <laughs> like whenever she's snaps and like engages in her like fight mode, she moves very differently. I, I really liked like even when she's walking down the stairs the first time, like after being rebuilt, she like is creeping and is moving like, I don't know, like a tiger or something. I think it's really cool how they tracked it. And she moves to protect the dog too. Yes, she does too. like and this weird like pincer thing. Yeah, um, it's 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 incredible. I, I like that. 
I'm gonna facetune all our pictures to look like Alita Battle Angel. Stop. Can yeah, you actually? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Adam. Well, I just want to say for the record that I love motorball. It's very cool. Um, I think that if someone did invent a cross between rollerblading and basketball, that sounds like pretty much the greatest thing of all time. Um, I want to say, yeah, and violence. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say that it reminded me, uh, or sorry, not it reminded me, but... um, I was trying to go through my head of the best fake sports in movies. Um, some ones I came up with. You guys see Legend of Korra? Yeah. Yes. It's not a movie. Okay, in media. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that thing that they're playing, in, especially in the first season, where it's like you're all lined up, the three of you, and it's kind of like dodgeball, but you use your bending. Oh, that yeah. That yeah. was so awesome. And then uh, also Quidditch, of course. Quidditch, really cool fake Quidditch. sport. Basketball. Yeah, basketball. basketball. The Hunger Speed Games. Racer, it's like it's pretty much just racing, but it's kind of like an extension, so it goes speed racing. Yo, Hunger Games Hunger is a game. <laughs> my favorite sport. I don't like that game. <laughs> my I favorite, love it. And then, my um, favorite fake sport, um, surfing from Blue Crush. Yeah. I just like I the movie Blue Crush. I also have uh, something like <laughs> that right. in Point Break, I think. Oh yeah, I like that. The, so they do something similar. Oh, and that movie Soul Surfer. I think that's where the term originated from. Oh surfing. yeah, yeah. They added in the shark uh, to liven things up. Yeah. They like. Um, they thought um, they needed sorry. Jaws, but with more sports in it. You know. They're like, what do the people Should... love? They love sharks and sports. How can we connect these? Put them together. Well, what if we came up with this concept of surfing? It's kind of like motorball. But instead of roller skates, you're standing on a board in water and there's no ball. I'm going <laughs> to go to bed. Um, should we go down Wachter Avenue? Can I say? Oh. Yeah, wait, wait can Adam, I just did say? you have more stuff? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I do want to add that um, Alita was so good at motorball. She was like uh, Alita Iverson. Uh. <laughs> I don't get the reference, but Alita Williams, Alvin Williams, okay. um, Alita Jefferson, Al Jefferson. You got to do um, something with Battle Angel. Alita, yeah. uh, um, Blake, <laughs> Chris Bosch, Dull Angel, Kawhi <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Leonard. <laughs> Just Alita add an extra <laughs> Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Ida. <laughs> uh, yes. This is good. It's getting better. Very good person. Okay. Alita. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Ali Braun. James. That's 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 pretty good. That's the best one we've got. <laughs> Shekalita O'Neal. <laughs> Shekalita O'Neal. Muhammad oh Alita Battle Angel. That's not bad. Oh, wow. That's great. It's, a bit bo- it's like a bit easy and like I don't feel yeah. clever. You should have done it earlier. Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good it's one. still good. 
<laughs> um, if we're going Actor down Avenue. Uh, Black Actor Avenue, I want to say I love Christoph Waltz in this movie. I think he's really good. <laughs> Nara had something I love that we think Whack he's Actor. like. Sorry. I think Nara had something before Whack Actor. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I had oh, just I just had Whack Actor, um, that I was oh, okay. that I immediately thought of when I saw them. Yeah, I know. There's a couple people I know you're gonna point out. All of them. Adam. Christoph oh, I just Waltz. think Christoph Waltz is really good. I like all that stuff in the first 30 minutes where you, like, think that he's this dangerous yeah. guy. And then when the rug is pulled, I really love the rug is pulled from under that. I think that's really good. I, I think all the stuff about him, uh, like all the grief stuff and then trying to rebuild Alita in the image of his uh, or the identity of his daughter is like a really fucked up thing to do for a real human being. Um, but as a character very fascinating <laughs> yes it's like uh frankenstein frankenweenie <laughs> wow. that's actually kind of the plot of frankenweenie and i were talking about how we'd never bought a couple less than christoph waltz and jennifer Connelly. no <laughs> and i guess yeah, they're I guess exes so. but they have like zero chemistry yeah i don't know no chemistry she is like so hot um not that christoph waltz is but I just was like, this is, these guys were married. Doesn't make sense. In what world? Yeah. Nara, can I guess who you're going to point out? No, because I want to say them. Well, there's three. Okay. Well, there's, there's five. There's five. Okay, can I, can I try and guess? Yeah, but you have to, if you don't call them by the names that I wrote in my notes, then it doesn't count. Uh, Jai, Jai Courtney bot? No. Wait, okay. who? Oh, I loved him. Jack Courtney shows up for one second. Oh. And then it's not he looked kind of like Blake Griffin in this. Anyone else think that? <laughs> no, um, mine were Blake very... Blake Lita I Griffin? <laughs> I think you're the only person who knows who both Jack Courtney and Blake Griffin I don't are. know who <laughs> Blake He's Griffin, like, star in... power forward on the Detroit Pistons? <laughs> Jack Courtney was like, for some reason, they were really pushing him for a while in Hollywood. He's like... John McClane's son in one of the Die Hard movies. He's in Suicide Squad. He's in Terminator Genesis. But he's always in awful movies. He's usually bad. Not bad in Suicide Squad. Nara, who are your people? Yeah, he's okay. My, Sorry. my people were uh, Mr. Love Simon and Miss to All the yeah. Boys I Loved Before. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw them Ooh. and I literally just wrote down, I was like, why is Love Simon and to All the Boys I Loved Before in this? That was crazy to me. And they were like the two token friends. They were like, Yes, we have women of color, and yes, we have black dudes. <laughs> um, I like how the two friends were, like, more recognizable than the actual, like, Alita and her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought Isa, I was like, why is she doing all these roles where she's just in it for a second? Like, playing yeah, hot I don't women. think she's super famous yet. She looks so creepy. I like, hated it. It's just her head. And she's dating her. Timothy Chalamet, so... All Who? Of Who is this? The, all of the internet hates her. Isa Gonzalez from Baby Driver. She's like the lady who plays knives for hands. Yeah. She's in like that cloak and Christoph Waltz is hunting her. Uh, uh, yeah. I, um, and then um, Ed Norton at the end. I was like, what the fuck? Stop. And then I saw that Michelle Rodriguez was in it uncredited. Yeah. 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 She's, she's uh, yeah. meets her in the Moon War. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, those the other like those are my those are my oh, the moon war is so sick. Moon war is so sick. Yeah. And uh, when she chops her 
tear at the end. That was so sick. Oh yeah, that's also sick. Can I say a couple real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My two mm-hmm. favorite performances. Uh, oh fuck, what's his name? No, I know his name. I know the name of the dog man. He's on Justified and Lost. His name is Frank something. Yes. Oh no, Frank. his name was Frank on Lost. Yeah. Anyway, he's so Frank. good as the dog man. That's the best character. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Wait. He wasn't yeah, a dog, dog man. And um, that tiny dog, he was on um, Breaking Bad, and really? no. What? Really? No. No, no. The dog. I was just yeah, pulling a sub. I was like, oh, I recognized him from <laughs> this oh. TV show. Wait. Oh, can can, can I nominate my, the best performance? Yeah. yeah. I actually think it's Jackie Earl Haley as Gruishka. I think he's so good, and he had so much dimension to just, like, this mean He's guy. really good. He's also a really small guy in real life, but technology has advanced to the point that he can play mm. a really big guy. <laughs> they make him so big. He's so big. Wait, I have a question. Sorry, I didn't bring this up earlier, but where did Hayden Gruishka come from? When did that start? When What made her so anti-him? Because uh, he was like, like I'm going to kill the thing. you. I don't know why the characters Ooh. are fighting a lot of the time. Like... Christoph Waltz kills a bunch of his friends and then he's the bad guy for some reason. Because he's a bounty hunter and these guys are, like, wanted for murder. Oh, yeah. Gruishka murdered people. Like, he's the one that was killing all those girls. That that Alita thought that the doctor was killing. Okay. That clears it up for me. Oh, right, right. I did not get that. But that, again, was a small line. That was a one line that they said. There's just so much. She says, Gruishka killed, like, 30 girls. Yes, I love Femicide. The the Ah! fight with Garishka after the bar fight is my favorite scene in the movie. When she when she punches him in the eye and she's just Um, (laughs) on. Guys. Clutch, clutched it. I love you all. It's my little brother's birthday, so can we try and wrap or should I leave? I can leave. No, we can we can do I do you want me to leave? I will we can wrap it up soon. I have to eat too. Okay. Yeah. I just leave. mean like That's I feel like leave. I talked this whole episode and I'm gonna be like episode is over. Okay. Jeff Fahey is the name of the dog man. Yeah, Sorry, I, I saw that. I have that open. Can you do Seb's summary corner real quick? Oh yeah. Okay. So Alita, she's at a the end of the episode. Girl, right? <laughs> she's a what? Yeah. And the Come movie's on. awesome, and we all and love after it that, as much as I it do. Was Hannah's brother's boyfriend. I mean, Hannah's brother's <laughs> birthday. What the hell? <laughs> My brother's boyfriend is Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> That's a good title for a movie. Hannah's My big, fat boyfriend. Hannah's brother's boyfriend's Alita <laughs> Battle Angel wedding. Nara, could your sister be on the episode? Um, yeah, I do you want to talk? Hi. Hi. <laughs> hello. They're saying hey. hello. Okay. Are you done? Give her an earphone. You just now, what do you think about movies skirting around political concepts <laughs> instead hiding. of tackling them head on? Okay, she's hiding. What do you think about the advocated power of science fiction? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we do scores? Yeah, we can do scores. Thank you. Hannah, you want to go first? Wait, I have to open up. Um, Wait, I have to get the machine ready. <laughs> I have it. It's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Give me your score. 
I'm going to give this movie a four. Um, I found it was whack in many different ways. There was some good whack, some bad whack, some not whack enough, and some too whack. There was just, it was, it was... <laughs> Red whack, blue it, whack. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Green wax and ham. It was just whack. So... I think a four is good because it wasn't the crazy. I'm holding out that five for like, you know, like well, the one. Well, if you one. guys listened to the last episode, you would know we did lay down a five. <laughs> yeah, I gave a five. It's a unanimous five. Hi. <laughs> oh, you guys, <laughs> awesome. Anyone else have a score? Yes. Um, I'm going to echo. Hello. Child, welcome. How are you? Um, uh, I'm gonna give it a four too. Uh, I just think, yeah, crazy world. So much is going on. Uh, Alita wasn't with her at the start. Took me a little bit to get behind her and her whole setup and the big eyes, but I eventually did. Like I'm ride or die, and by the end, I was Team Alita through and through. But it just like made me so sad to think there's not going to be another one of these. And I know they set it up for yeah. like a, a cliffhanger, but I'm like, I just don't even see anyone being like, here's some more money for the, the next one. I want to see it. We could do I it. See the resolution, we could fund it. Maybe, maybe wanna, the Alita army on Twitter. No, I want to oh, see him make a up. sequel with a thousand dollar budget. <laughs> Wow. That'd be awesome. I didn't know there was an Alita army on Twitter. I, please send me any Alita posts you see, Seth. I would did, love Also, didn't he up. ever mention that James Cameron wrote this movie? No. Not important. Yeah, Jimmy Cam. That's strange. Jim but Cameron. I feel like he could fund it if he wanted to. Yeah, but he's also avatars. the king of setting up sequels and then taking a whole lifetime to make them. And then those no are going to be good. Them. Those, those are, gonna, are I'm excited. No, those are going to suck. Yeah, I'm excited for Avatar 2 also. <laughs> I'm excited for Avatar 5. <laughs> Every year they push back I think Avatar 4 uh, the Avatar is... sequels and then announce two more sequels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, Avatar 2 is going to come out in 2022 now, but we also are going to do seven sequels. So <laughs> Think about ready. Avatar 6. Think about how cool that is going to be. But Avatar 6 has been moved up. So now you don't have to worry about that. I have a quick question. I'm actually really excited about the Avatar sequels. Yeah, me too. I have a quick question. Was this movie made for 3D? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I saw it in 3D when I first saw it. Okay, cool. Because I was looking at it and I was like, whoa, what's this weird-ass shot? But then I was like, probably 3D, right? Like, That's why I did did that. I like it better in 2D, to be honest. But usually 3D just kind of hurts my eyes. But there were some cool I things usually... in 3D, like when she chops the uh, the uh, tear the in half. Uh, yes, nice. yes, she's like, I'm not crying, I'm going. That was awesome. I'm a battle angel. I prefer 1D <laughs> movies usually. Yeah, one, 1D, you just want a line? <laughs> yes. yes sir. Uh, <laughs> stare at a dot. <laughs> ah, I love it. Sorry. Who else has uh, 3.5. Sorry, Hannah. 3.5? Um, I will give it. Wait, Seb, do you want to justify or do you want to keep going with your just stating number? Oh, you know it. Okay, we all know why Seb said that. Um, I'll go with three. It was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's just like, it's kind of what I expected from a big budget dystopian sci-fi. Um, but there is some, I don't know. I, I think the Wacken Yeah, that thing... sentence feels like an oxymoron too. Big budget dystopian sci-fi. Like, yeah. What are you doing? It's, it was the most, I think it's like for a Hollywood adaption of a manga. It's kind of what I expected the way it was like made and the way it was sort of like poorly adapted or um not as in-depth as we all would have liked sorry i'm very distracted by my little sister i think the whack meter is giggling <laughs> <laughs> she's six years old she just said that um but yeah Hi. i think the wackest thing to me Congrats. about it was just some of the casting so yeah and also the fact that it seemed like an abridged version of the story yeah and one one good thing, there's they they kill Hugo twice, which I feel like is such a thing of like adapting a manga. I'm like, just kill him once. I'm sure in the manga he died and a bunch of other stuff happened and then he died again and it had weight. But in the movie he dies and five minutes goes by and then he dies again. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so weird as a robot. I hated yeah, looking I at him as a robot. I was like, Stop, get out of here. Leave, just die already. <laughs> right. Um, I also loved when he was like a robot and he like jumped through the thing and he like yells and I'm like, does that hurt? You're just all metal. <laughs> we'll never know. We can't ask him anymore. Adam, did you give a rating? No, not yet. I can now. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it's it's far more unique than an average Hollywood film. I think as and there's a ton of interesting ideas in here as evidenced by the conversations that we have, I, I, I had, I certainly don't think it's just like a empty feature. I think that it's inspired and interesting and, you know, it, I like it a lot and I, uh, I won't let the haters get to me. I still like this movie a lot. Um, I appreciate the ambition and it's enough like a Wachowski movie that I'm into it. Uh, so in terms of whackness, uh, I'd probably give it like a 3.5. 3.5? 3.5? Good flick. Like it a lot. Four star movie. Thank you for making maybe us three, watch it. I, maybe 3.5 star movie. Oh, cry, cradling 3.54. <laughs> I saw your four star review. 3.5. Yeah. Plus 3.5. Yep, that's yeah, exactly. some good points. That's, that's the numbers. Yeah, true. Um, true. Sure. Somebody, 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 uh, boot up the wackometer. See who play. <laughs> um, and the and the the final score is whopping three point six, which is lower than Southland Tales, I believe, even though I have not listened. But I'm just guessing. Yeah, Southland Tales is a freaking five. Good job, yeah. friends. Southland Tales is a five across the board. Beautiful. All right. Um, Any shoutouts? Cool. No. Um, Luca, listen no. to all of Southland's tales. It's the only person. Thank you, Luca. Yeah, thanks, Go Luca. Go listen to Wormtopia Pod and support Friend Luca. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen to um, this little-known podcast my friends make called Serial. Um, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and as the movie ends, we too will end on a cliffhanger. 
next episode, we are leaving Earth. We promise. Please give us money to make it. <laughs> Directed oh, by oh, Robert Rodriguez. Next episode, Can we're I... going to be talking about... <gasps> Did we pick our movie for next episode yet? <laughs> um, I don't know. Can I pick one? Yeah. I want to watch... Simone. Sick. Yes. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music. I'm a Kudlak for the art. Go to Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com. Bye. Bye. Bye.